everybody. Welcome to Up All Night and Are You Afraid of the Dark podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a pesky janitor, a Dove music box collector, radio talk show host, vagrant from my land, power juice drinking, one-eyed, jukebox listening, shaman summoning, chocolate sauce slurping, long jumping, cupcake giving, tonsil removing, rat man, Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? Hey, I'm okay. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. How are you, just Cortland? Oh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Season five, you know, we're done with the original run of the show. Yeah. All done. All done with all of it. That's it. That's yeah, a wrap, what, folks. If, if it was 1996, that's what we'd be saying on this podcast, but it's not. If only, though. If only There's it was more. 1996. Dude, if it was 1996, I would be getting a Beanie Baby for Christmas, I think. I would take a one-way trip back to 1996 in a heartbeat. No, you would not. No, I wouldn't, actually. Anybody with kids wouldn't. <laughs> Anybody with kids would say that, definitely. That, right, yeah, okay. There's some really uh, selfish people out there, Brandon. I think we need to just devote a podcast to talking about them. All right, let's talk about selfish people, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Well, Brandon, it's the season wrap-up episode. We do it every season. We give away a copy of this show, and we talk about everything we just talked about for the past 13 weeks. Yeah, we talk about it again. It's like a clip episode of your favorite show, and you're like, this one? Oh, man. <laughs> we should do that. Do people do clip podcasts? Oh my gosh, I hope they do. <laughs> they do, like, the bottle episode of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Just... Oh, remember that time? And then, boom, you cut to a couple oh, hey, everybody, what did you do this week? Nothing. And then cuts back to us, and we're like, <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> remember that time? I don't know. There was the, I kind of love it every time we talk about food, so <laughs> maybe we could do a clip show about that. Or we could just reenact it. That'd be cool. I mean, food's all right. Well, we have a lot to do in this episode. We got some questions from... From the fans, we got stuff to rank, I got some, we got to talk about some Midnight Society members. You want to just get into this? Yeah, let's start. All right, you want to start with questions? Yes, question number one. All right, so Nathan sent us an email asking us a few things about podcasting. He says, I'm venturing out on my third or fourth attempt at podcasting. Here are a few challenges I'm running into that I would love your input on. State-to-state conference. My buddy lives in Alabama while I'm in Florida, and we cannot figure out how to record simultaneously. What is the best platform or app that will help us with the podcast? Well, I totally get that. I'm in eastern United States. Brandon's in Australia. So, obviously, we do ours, you know, online. And we have guests, too. I mean, none of them are... We don't have a studio. (laughs) So, everything we do is remote. So, here's how we do it. Brandon and I talk to each other on Skype. And we have our own audios recording in Audacity. Like, even right now, it's recording in Audacity. Once we get done with this, Brandon will save his portion of the conversation as an MP3, and he'll send it to me. And then I will go into Audacity and basically just have both of my both of the audio tracks together. From there, I'll edit it and condense it down into one track, and then upload it to Anchor. And then, bam, you get a podcast. And then you're famous. And that's it. Yep. Super easy. Woo. Nathan wants to know, is there a plan or method I should follow? I.e. recording two or three shows ahead of schedule in case of delays or emergencies. It's going to be up to you. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's best or whatever. What works for us, for a long time we were four episodes ahead of schedule, I believe. Right, Brandon? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and then we ended up having an emergency happen and now we're just three episodes ahead, but it all works out. As long as you're a few ahead, just in case, if you're going to do it remotely, you know, somebody has an emergency or can't make it or whatever, it's good to be ahead because the last thing you want to do is delay an episode. Um, consistency is really key for podcasting. Nathan wants to know if he, we have a microphone suggestion and if it's necessary. Um, I'd say it was, it'd be necessary. I did listen to a podcast where it was two girls that were talking through a phone in the middle of them, and it sounded fine, but I think with, especially with remotely, having a microphone would be really important. And 
I believe Brandon and I have the same microphone, the Snowball Ice, right? No, you have a Snowball and I have a Yeti. Okay. Each one, I mean, Brandon's was more expensive because everything's more expensive in Australia, but you can get a, a decent microphone for like $50. And that is how you make a podcast, Nathan. Yes, that is the recipe. Enjoy now your you're fame. Rich. Oh, yeah. And if you want a successful podcast, step one is to be famous. So we've, we've found out. Yes. So we have another question from our dear friend Troy, who was with us for The Tale of the Door Unlocked. And he wants to know. He's a goof. He's such a goof. If you could continue the tradition of Vink appearing in one story, which season five episode would you pop him into? Okay. Um, I think that Vink would have been a great Manaha. <laughs> He's kind of already Just a Manaha. Running around in the woods. He's like, you, there's Vink footprints everywhere. He's trashing that ranger station. Oh, he would. <laughs> he would. That'd be pretty good. What about you? I think Vink would have been a much better Miss Valenti from Tale of Mystical Mirror. <laughs> that would have been pretty good. Yeah, except I just realized it would have been super creepy for him to t- be like, hey, beauties, <laughs> to the teenage staff. <laughs> Just come back to my place after work. <laughs> I've got hats for you to try on. <laughs> I got hats from the land. <laughs> <laughs> Three tons of dog. <laughs> he has another question. Now that the original series is over, rate the 10 special guest stars who were famous at the time. Bobcat, Melissa Joan Hart, Frank Gorshin, Danny Cooksey, Tatiana Ali, Charles S. Dutton, Will Friedel, Gilbert Godfrey, Tia, and Tamara. Oh, that's a lot, man. Uh, I'm just going to go Bobcat number one. <laughs> yeah. The rest to follow. <laughs> I love Will Friedel. I love yeah. Tia and Tamara. But man, Bobcat. I love all of them, except maybe, I mean, sorry, Frank, but I never watched the old Batman show, so he was like... Okay, I guess he's famous. You know, he did a great job, yeah. but you can he's say not... he's garbage. <laughs> he's he doesn't really hold a candle to the the power of Melissa Joan Hart. You know, yeah, and you know what? I love Melissa Joan Hart, but she did nothing for that episode. Whereas Bobcat, <laughs> that's true, that's true, <laughs> elevated the already strong episode into the stratosphere. He did, yeah, and also he gave us. Your impression, which is, I mean, it's a gift to the world. My impression? <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> I did love Tatiana Ali, too. That was pretty great. She's an American treasure. All right, we got uh, another question from Becca. <laughs> Speaking of impressions, Brandon, word on the street is you do a mean crazy taxi impression. Is it true? And if so, can you do it right now? Uh, Sure, I'll give it a shot. <clears throat> Hey, 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 it's time for some crazy taxi. That's it. That's the impression. Crazy taxi is really the reason we became friends in the first place. I came over to your house I mean, and you were like, hey, I got crazy taxi. And I was like, what? <laughs> and the rest is a podcast history. Before that, I was just the weird guy at school who asked you if you had clowns under your bed. Oh, fuck. I forgot you did ask me that. God damn it, Brandon. Why you gotta bring up those things? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Becca has another question. Have you ever Netflix cheated? Which means you start a show together with someone, and while they're at work or away, you watch it without them, and then act like you didn't watch it. Have I done that? Yeah. I think this is. I think uh, she just wants to know what's up. Yeah, I feel like uh, she's trying to get me to incriminate myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I'm going to say no. I haven't either. There's been plenty of times where my wife has watched a show and then she's like way far ahead and she's like, hey, you got to watch this show. And so I start watching it and then she just starts it all over from the beginning again. That's happened like three times now. James wants to know, are there any season six and seven episodes you have heard about or are anticipating? I do know of one episode in season seven that I did watch um, when it aired, but... Uh, that was a very long time ago, and I don't remember it that well. So I'm not going to say it just because I know Brandon doesn't know about it. So that's it. Yeah, I know nothing about anything. Pretty ever. much me too. Yeah. So the whole dynamic of this podcast will change. Brandon, do you want me to spoil an episode? I don't know if it's in season six or seven, just the name of it, because it's, I'm kind of anticipating it. Do you want to know? Mm-hmm. 
I feel like I shouldn't. Well, we're on like even playing field right here. So okay. if I know, I feel okay. like you could We'll know. be even Stevens okay. here. All right. There is an episode, like I said, I don't know if it's in season six or se- season seven, that's called The Tale of Vampire Town. And that sounds amazing. And I cannot wait. What? <laughs> I know, right? Vampire Town? Yeah. I can't even imagine that coming out of the words of someone's mouth. I like, know, I right? This one, the tale of Vampire Town. Like it's, I it's such a stupid name. Like all I can think is Salem's Lot, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, that sounds like a knockoff of Salem's Lot, and with just the most generic name you can slap on it. Yes, Haunted Hotel. Wait. It's another Stephen King <laughs> favorite. Spooky clown. <laughs> Only Dino on Instagram wants to know who our celebrity crushes are. Oh, man. I don't think I have any current celebrity crushes, but I will tell you that in elementary school, like pretty much half of my personality was devoted to being in love with Natalie Portman. Like that was my thing. Yeah. I even I, I lied. I lied and told the kids in my school that. I won a contest to like meet with her and that we like hung out and had dinner. <laughs> yeah. And someone, someone like called me out because I was like, Oh, I bought her chocolates and she loved them. And this person was like, um, she's allergic to chocolate. And I was like, Oh, fucking busted. And then I found out <laughs> later, she's not allergic to chocolate and she loves chocolate. <laughs> I should have known that. You should have. That must have been like when the internet was birthed, right? Oh, it was it was a young thing back then. You could make up anything. I definitely remember your Natalie Portman stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know I remember what else I remember that you might not? What's that? Do you remember when you had that Michelle Kwan posters taped to your desk? <sighs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't I don't remember now why I had a Michelle Kwan picture taped to my desk, but it was there for a long time. Yeah, nobody disturbed it. It was great. I was just like, this is my Michelle Kwan. <laughs> I don't know where I got it from or why. <laughs> um, Man, my celebrity crush. You want to know what mine is? Or I guess was. I don't know. She kind of is. It's going to be ridiculous. So strap in. Okay. I don't know if you guys, well, you probably don't even have commercials in Australia anyway, because you probably just watch Netflix or whatever, but there's a girl on the Popeye's chicken commercials, and I love her. I love her so much. <laughs> Is this like name. current commercials currently on the yeah. air? I think so, yeah. I haven't seen her in okay. a little while, but she looks like the sweetest lady, and I just love her. <laughs> All right. Our last question from Instagram is from Broadway Lover, and she wants to know what our favorite episode that we talked about in the podcast was so far. Of all time? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Is this, like, which episode is the best, or which, you know, I think it's what episode was our favorite to talk about. Hmm. I know what my answer is, and I think you deep down know what the answer is, too. I don't know. Maybe I do, but I'd, I'd really have to think. Of all the episodes. Okay, I know what it is. Let's say it on three, okay? All right. One, One two, two, three. three. Final Dark wish. Dragon. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm telling you, that Bobcat impression. Final Wish was pretty great. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, Dark Dragon, also really great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Sourdough by itself. Oh, is yes. one of my favorite moments so funny. of my entire life. <laughs> that's that's where you insert the clip show. Yeah, right. This is the start of the clip show. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all the questions that I've got. All right. I have a question from Kim. Oh, no. She's going to betray me. And this is a lightning round. So oh, I'm going to ask yeah. you questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Okay. All right, Cortland. Yes. Italian food or Mexican food? Mexican. Are you a morning bird or a night owl? Night owl. Summer or winter? Ugh, they suck both. Uh, summer. Wizards or vampires? Wizards. 
Eggs or bagels? Bagels. Oh, I don't like eggs. Really? Yeah. Even in a like breakfast it. burrito. Breakfast burrito is the only way I can eat an egg. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Watch a TV series or watch a movie? Uh, TV series? Yeah. Yeah. Call or text? Text. Yeah, definitely. Don't call me. Phone calls are stupid. New phone or new laptop? Uh, new laptop? I don't know. I hate both of them. Phone. I'll take a new phone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here it is. Cats or dogs? Cats. Yeah, I knew that one. Cake or pie? (laughs) Uh, pie. I like pie better. You didn't sound so sure on that one. See, what happened was my brain was like synapsing and stuff and listing all the flavors of cake versus pie for a second, (laughs) and I decided that pie's better. (laughs) Okay. You can do a lot more with a pie, I think. I think so, too, yeah. Okay. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Being able to stop time or being able to fly? Oh, fly. Space Jam or Hocus Pocus? Oh, fuck. Space Jam. Home Alone or Home Alone 2? Home Alone. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm just going to say Hocus Pocus is a fantastic movie. Yeah, I didn't didn't like it growing up. Everyone should watch it. (laughs) I don't, there's something about it that I didn't like as a kid, so it kind of... Like, I appreciate it now more than I did back then. Fair enough. All right. Well, Brandon, I think we should announce the winner of our Season 5 giveaway next. How's that sound? <sighs> yes. Who's whoop, the whoop. lucky listener? Yeah. The winner is Sarah Unleashed on Instagram. Congrats. Oh. You know what, Brandon? When we started this podcast, I wasn't listing people... You know, I didn't care who they were. I didn't do an IMDb search until like season three. Yeah. And we have collected um, a large cast of Midnight Society members that have not been properly credited. I think we should just take a moment and let everybody know all the beloved Midnight Society members that are no longer with us. (laughs) Rest in peace. As we move from season five to season six. All right. All right. Well, first of all, we have Gary, who's played by Ross Hall who is currently a meteorologist in Toronto, Canada. It's fantastic. Yeah. Are you friends with him on Instagram? What a great career path. No, me and him aren't tight. You should follow him. He does a lot of cool pictures with his dog, and he does a lot of fitness stuff. He's very fit, um, and and he looks great, and he does a great job with being a meteorologist, and he's a cool guy. Here's the thing about me and social media. (laughs) I follow, like, three people. Yeah, Natalie Portman, Michelle Kwan, and who else? Me? Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. But how about you just expand it to four and follow Ross Hole as well? All right. Aside from being in Are You Afraid of the Dark, he played Chris Shepard in the show Student Bodies for the entire run of the series. And how long was that? From 1997 to 2000, I think. Moving on, Betty Ann was played by Rain Pear Cool who, along with Gary, did her voice in the computer game The Tale of Orfeo's Curse. And that's the same with um, Kiki and uh, Sam as well. And Tucker, probably. I don't know. She was also on The Morgan Waters Show in 2006 and one episode of Flash Forward back in 1997. She's been credited as additional voices in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's cool. Yeah. I wish I knew more information about that. Well, let's get in contact with her. I tried. I tried to tweet her on Twitter, but she hasn't responded to me yet. I don't know why. Well, she probably just hates you. Don't take it personally. Um, I know. A lot of the people that I find on Twitter that were cast members of the show, like, for example, Catherine from The Tale of the Vacant Lot, they haven't been on their Twitter in a few years. So, they got better and more important things to do. Neither have I. (laughs) Yep, that's true. And I'm at least as famous as her. I don't know about that. Everybody loves Betty Ann. (laughs) Yeah, I love Betty Ann. (laughs) Kiki was played by Jodie Rester, who's been the voice of Francine and Arthur since 1996. It's a long time. I know, right? What a gig. She was also the voice of Tecna in The Winx Club, which my nieces loved growing up. I have heard of that. Yeah. Uh, It's probably from my nieces. (laughs) And she played some nurses in Death Wish, Lemonade, and The Disappearance, which were all, like, fairly recently. But she was, like, a nurse in all three she of them. She played a nurse in all of those? All yeah. three of them, yep. She's just got something nursely about her. Apparently so, yeah. 
Jody also has two records out, Real from 2000 and Ma Dua Light from 2006. I should have listened to those. Yeah. Maybe someday. We have Frank, who was played by Jason Ali Sharon, who played in only a few other things, like The Halfback of Notre Dame in 1996 and one episode of Breaker High in 1998. He should have been in more. He was good. I thought he was good, too. But I feel like he's the kind of guy that if I sent him a message on Facebook being like, yo, you want to be on the show? He'd be like, yeah. So who knows? Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, you definitely should. Next up, we have Tucker, who was played by Daniel DeSanto, who's in one episode of Schitt's Creek, apparently, in 2020. Really? I did not notice him. He did voices in Totally Spies, Paw Patrol, and Arthur. He's also been in a few movies like Mean Girls, Breakaway, and something called The Marijuana Conspiracy. Ooh. Oh, come on, Tucker. Sam is played by Joanna Garcia Swisher, who is probably best known for playing Cheyenne on Reba from 2001 to 2007. Yep. I watched Reba. She's also in the new Sweet Magnolias TV series from this year, and she played Ariel in Once Upon a Time. And a bunch of other stuff as far back as playing in one episode of Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, I feel like I've seen her in tons of things. She's very prolific. So when she showed up in Are You Afraid of the Dark, I was just like, her? Man, she really (laughs) is in everything. (laughs) She did a good job. I like Sam. Yes. A.K.A. Kristen 2.0. Speaking of Kristen 2.0, we have Kristen, who was played by Rachel Blanchard. She went on to play Cher Horowitz in the Clueless TV series. From there, she went on to Seventh Heaven, Sally in Flight of the Concords, and Kitty Nygaard in Fargo. I didn't know she was in Flight of the Concords. Yeah, I remember her from one episode at least. We've got David. Remember David? Oh, David. We don't talk yeah, about David he, so much anymore. He was uh, something. Yeah, he was played by Nathan Moreau. Who went on from Are You Afraid of the Dark to play young Peter Kane in Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, with David Carradine. Okay. That was from 1993 to 1996. It looks like he didn't do anything after that, but wasn't a few things before Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like he played in a couple of episodes of that Friday the 13th TV series I talked about a long time ago. That's cool. Yeah. I miss David a little bit. He was so silly in season two. I miss joking around about David. This is the best part. If you think about it, joking about David has been the best part of the podcast. (laughs) We have Eric. Remember Eric? We talk about him way more than we talk about David, I think. Yeah, we talk about him because he just disappeared and no one cares. Everyone else got a send off. (laughs) I hate this. I hate when we lose a member. But (laughs) no, nothing for Eric. No, they just acted like he didn't exist. Eric was played by Jacob Tierney, who's best known for playing Glenn in Letterkenny. He also did some voice work in shows like Princess Sissy in 1997, which I'd never heard of, and The Little Lulu Show from 95 to 97, and he was in one episode of Arthur. You probably have never seen The Little Lulu Show, have you? Unfortunately, I have not. That's because it was an HBO original. Finally, Brandon, we've got Stig. Remember Stig? Oh, yeah. There's a little rapscallion. (laughs) (laughs) He is played by Cody Lucas Willoughby in his last acting role. Cody previously was in a few episodes of things like The Outer Limits, 21 Jump Street, and MacGyver. That's all I got. That's it, huh? He ended his career with this? Yes. Yes, he did. You know what? Sometimes when you're on top, you know, you howl like a wolf and then you get eaten in the woods. You just, that's it. You know, your opus, yeah. op, magnum opus is, uh, are you afraid of the dark? I mean, where do you go from there, really? Gonna go be an Arthur? Fuck that. Go out <laughs> on top, baby. Yeah, exactly. But that is all I have for our pre-game game. All right, Brandon, are you ready to judge some good stuff and some bad yes. stuff? Let's judge the stuff. I was thinking that we could start off with one of my favorite parts of, of season five. Let's look at the best makeup and special effects for the season. Ooh, this season was really good for that. So good. I don't know if they knew that this was their last season or what, but they went, they went all, all out. out. There's there's people rapidly aging. There's sweet vampires. 
that corpse monster, even when the dove music box turned into real doves, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was some kick-ass doves. And then she threw them in the air. She was like, get the fuck out of birds! Yeah, she you know? threw, threw those things. Just, just chuck them right out of there. Yeah, right off the cliff. I want my music box. Get the fuck out of here, doves. We've had a lot of good stuff this season. We really did. It's great. Makeup and costuming for mm-hmm. things like the creature in Dead Man's Float. The Dead Man, I guess. <laughs> yeah. A dripping red skull. Just gunk all over the place. It was very graphic, really, for a children's show. To show, like, the skull yeah. and the, you know, the the nose not being there, just being a socket. And it was... It was a lot for a kid. I, I mean, vividly remember but it. But it was badass. It's the reason why I can't swim in a pool. That and the fear of exploding just like goth, you know? <laughs> Are you afraid of the dark just doesn't want you to swim in a pool? No. Just don't fucking swim. Nothing good will Last time happen. I swam, I was like, oh, fuck, is this chlorine? No! And I exploded. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, Miss Valenti's death in Mystical Mirror is... Yeah. Amazing. It was so good. It's very clearly, you know, Indiana Jones inspired. Yeah. But, I mean, for a kid's television show, man, that was some crazy shit. She could have just crumpled into, like, her robes or whatever. But nah. They were like, let's just show her face morphing in slowly into a skeleton. And she's screaming. And it's just great. Yeah. But goddamn Muppet Babies. <laughs> Spoiled it all. Ruined it. (laughs) That was my favorite part of the season. (laughs) Yeah. Mine too. Uh, (laughs) The episode could have been better, but Mm -hmm. the makeup of Badge was great looking. Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. The creature design for Badge... Is that great. there was a rat man right in front of me. <laughs> Hopping, skipping, jumping out of the badge zone. It's like, yeah, you believe a rat man can rap. I don't know. Talk backwards. <laughs> talk, talk about the center wind over and over again. So many times. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It was great. I liked the aliens in Unexpected Visitor. They were surprisingly pretty good, honestly. For 1995, 1996... Yeah, I thought they looked good. I mean, for the time, that's pretty much movie quality for aliens, you know? (laughs) I've seen worse looking movies. Yeah, me too. The electrified spiderwebs, on the other hand, were kind of silly. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They just wouldn't work as any kind of trap. Uh Uh-uh. No. They're too bright. You literally have to moonwalk into them. There's no other way. And that's what everybody did. Yeah. So I guess if everyone's stupid, they're fantastic. I think we can't not talk about the makeup in The Tale of the Night Shift. It's very good. It's probably one of the creepiest vampire makeups that I've ever seen, I think. Um, Nosferatu is, of course, just classic creepy. But I can't think of any other vampires that look like this one. That's because if you see something that looks like the vampire in Night Shift, it's a goblin. True. Or like a wraith or something, maybe. It was it was but really good. I loved it. Yes. You could clearly see that they had like a lot of prosthetics, you know, to change the shape of the of the guy's head. And it just looks really good. And his death scene is also really cool and brutal. Oh yeah, right? So good. I know we got like a flaming body in the tail of the fire ghost, but nobody cares about that episode. This one, we got flames erupting from his head and then i don't know if i'm remembering it wrong but he runs around a little bit <laughs> I, think, I think you might be remembering wrong. <laughs> and he falls off the building <laughs> he hits the bottom and explodes and there's fire everywhere it's great yeah it's fantastic a lot of good stuff in season five. Like I said, don't know if this if they knew this was the last season and they were just like, all right, we got to just go all out. But really good effects. I think we should talk about something on the negative spectrum. Well, not really. What's the worst adult from season five? Hmm. The first thing that popped into my head is the parents from Badge. Just leaving that girl on her birthday. <laughs> 
having her have to babysit her brother. Yeah. Come on, man. It's her birthday. Not only that, like, not only did they leave her on her birthday, but they also didn't go to their son's science fair. <laughs> no. They want nothing to do with these kids. They don't know how to prioritize. Like, they don't know what's important for these children and what isn't. <laughs> they got it all wrong. Even- even that grandma's like, I gotta go to this ladies club soon. <sighs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, that might be the worst of them all. Because she like half told her granddaughter what was going on, almost. Oh, yeah. And then she's just like, well, I mean, I have something life-changing to give you, but I'll do it later. Like, my yeah, ladies club is more important. Paradigm shifting. Her entire life is about to change. <laughs> but beep beep, my ride's here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know who else was kind of terrible? Who? Aunt Yvonne from The Tale of the Jagged Sign. She was like a nice outwardly appearance, but when it came time to just like ship Marjorie out of that nursing home or whatever, that assisted living, she wanted to sell all of her stuff. She didn't even like give Marjorie a chance to look through her things. She's like, all right, this is going up on eBay. Like... <laughs> Oh, I could get two cents no, for this. She didn't give a fuck about anything but the Boiler Man. <laughs> Maybe she's having an affair with the Boiler Man. Maybe the Boiler Man wants old people's possessions. <gasps> well, how scandalous is that? <laughs> that would be wild. Ooh, I just thought of another one. The parents from The Tale of Prisoners Past. Remember when they went to that bedroom? Their their children were screaming. Somebody could have been in their room, like, assaulting them or, you know, have, like, a knife to their throat or whatever. And the parents come in there, and they're like, aren't you guys a little too old to be scared? <laughs> That's so silly. As if fear is just something you outgrow. Yeah. Frank Scorpion walked into that room like, I'm goddamn Frank Scorpion. Quit being scared. Frank Scorpion doesn't have time for this shite. The only thing there is to fear is Frank Scorpion. (laughs) What else? Nah, I think we could probably move on. We hit the high notes, I believe. I have the best scream as one of our contenders. But I think we all know (laughs) that there is only one. Yep, insert the clip right here. Yes, it's the best scream in the entire series. They got the Ranger! Let's get out of here! <laughs> that is the best. Good old Arthur. Oh, yeah. So let's just move on to the next. The best lines of season five. Um, I think off the top of my head, my favorite line of the season is the, Oh, it's actually the Ukraine, but I guess you're yeah. just a fucking idiot! Yes, that was my favorite. Now, I'm paraphrasing here. It might not be. <laughs> it might not be exactly that, but that is how I choose to remember it. Yes. Yeah, I guess I agree. you're just stupid. You're an idiot. Joyce is like, that. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> She's an idiot over there. <laughs> She's talking about Turkish men standing on turkeys or whatever. <laughs> that one was really good. I think that um, one of my other ones that I liked a lot was one that I just fucked up where they were talking about Milan and I thought they were talking about my land. I'm just <laughs> dumb, though. I guess I'm just an the idiot. Land. <laughs> <laughs> that, that episode was just a mess for us all the way around. <laughs> Tons of dog. The land. Yeah. We're, we're terrible. Um, oh, you know what? We also had a lot of this season. We had a lot of repeating lines in Jagged Sign when Claudia's just, you know, cliff surfing or whatever. And she's like, Kate, Kate, hurry. Oh, yeah. Hurry, Kate. Kate, are you hurrying? And we also had that in Door Unlocked where Ashley was just like, Brad, Brad, Brad. And Badges, set her wind, set her wind, set her wind. Said it so much that it has no meaning, except it didn't have any meaning in the first place. (laughs) It never did, but even more so now. Oh, I think we should rank the best main characters. I forgot about that one. Let's do that. Okay. Um, You know who's not going to be the best? 
Cindy from the Tale of Mystical Mirror. She was pretty boring. I mean, Cindy and Gwen from Badge are, in my mind, the same person. (laughs) Because (laughs) when we watched Mystical Mirror, I thought that was the same girl. (laughs) Nope. Surprise. She comes back later. They just just have something about them. Yeah. You know who we did get to see that was a delight was Samantha Chimerica playing Sharon. I was going to say. That was Chimerica. great. Fuck yeah. Yeah. She was wonderful. She she did a good job playing Jill, and she did a great job playing Sharon, too. Yeah. You just want to root for her. Yeah. Too bad she's a lizard people now. Uh, I mean, you know, we're all going to be lizard people eventually. That's true. That's the way the world works. <laughs> I got to say, in Unexpected Visitor... I liked Perch a lot, but I really disliked Jeff. I can see that. You know, I'm the kind of person that doesn't really care for that, whoa, surfer dude kind of thing, but Perch was a delight. Yeah. I mean, he almost got everybody killed or whatever, but other than that, he was great. He's just, you know, he's a little bit of a goof. Yeah. He's doing the Keanu thing, and he does it well. Agreed. Do you have a favorite, though? Who's your favorite main character in season five? Yeah, I'm going to go with Chimerica. I'll go with Chimerica, too. She was great. And she had to work against Tia and Tamara. That's like, man, yeah, if I got into a like movie that's... or something and Tia and Tamara walked on set, I'd be like, fuck. I ain't getting no screen time. She held her own against Bobcat Goldthwait and Tia and Tamara Mowry. Yeah, she was like, I'll be on Are You Afraid of the Dark, but only the ones with the famous guests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to be on one with, you know the Gwens and yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh my god we got some intense ratings to do Brandon including but not limited to the Midnight Society and the actual episodes okay let's get down to it Midnight Society rankings first yeah okay all right Uh, I'm gonna throw a curveball out here and surprise you no you're not by saying that the worst Midnight Society member, no, no, give me a chance. All right. This season is actually based on all the evidence, not just their personality, but also the stories they told. Yeah. The worst is Stig. <laughs> Fucking Stig. God damn him. I hate him. I hate him so much. The problem with Stig, I think, is that we already have like that goofy, like, I don't, I don't really want you around character. And that's Tucker. We don't need I more mean, Tucker. The real problem with Stig is the sexual harassment, but yeah, that annoying <laughs> well, thing <bad>. also. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We just don't need two of the same character. I mean, we have Kiki, who's the tomboy. We had uh, Frank, who was the tough guy. We got Gary, the nerd. We got Betty Ann, the best, and Sam, like Kristen <laughs> 2.0. You know, popular. Yeah, we got the Kristen. Girl. Yeah, we don't need the annoying little brother twice, and that was the problem with Stig. So no thanks. He told some good episodes or whatever. Who cares? He sucks. <laughs> yeah. I 100% agree with you. Even though Dead Man's Flow and Station 109.1 were really good episodes. It's a shame that Stig got yes. them. <laughs> Can you imagine if yeah. he, like, spoilers, told, like, C7 for his intro story? <laughs> <laughs> then I could see them being like, no. Could you imagine if he rolled up in there and was like, all right, guys. Call this one the Tale of the Hungry Hounds. <laughs> they should have retroactively been like, never mind, Kristen, go home. Don't come back. Forget we exist. <laughs> Just move the location of the next meeting. <laughs> she shows up and the locks are different. She's like, hey. <laughs> I agree. Um, Stig is the lowest. Who's next, though? Who do you think? Next, I'm going to have to say Tucker. Yeah. Remember when he told Manaha? Yeah, that's the thing is Tucker's already kind of an unlikable character by design. But this season, his two stories, Manaha and Prisoner's Past, are not near the top of my list, let's say. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I thought he was a better character overall in season four, and I think that Stig just kind of brought him down. I will say, though, he did make me laugh in Badge when he was like, I'm Gary now, and I like magic, and now you like magic, because I said so. That was pretty funny. That that was funny. Now we have the hotly contested last bits. 
I mean, Stig and Tucker, like, you know that they're going to be bottom. If you've listened to our podcast, you just know. But yeah. now I think it's the hard part. Okay, now I think I might actually shock you a bit. Well, just to, like, recap, we got Gary, Betty Ann, Samantha, and Kiki left. I'm going to say that next is Gary. I actually thought it was going to be Gary as well. Really? Okay, I guess I'm not going to shock you at all. No, it's okay. I mean, it's a shock considering we almost always put Gary as second best. Yeah. But I don't think this was a very Gary season. He didn't Gary it up as much. (laughs) He had, what, The Tale of Badge and... Door Unlocked, which is a good episode. I thought they were, I mean, they were Gary episodes. You know, they both have magic in them or whatever, but I don't know. There was just, they just weren't the best episodes, I guess. Season five has a lot of meh, you know, um, it's either a really good episode or it's just, it was just kind of there, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's my lasting impression of the season as a whole is, you know, it's got some great all time best episodes, but it's also mostly just, you know, it's all right. There's no episode in this season that I hate, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot that I'm just like, yeah, okay. That was an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Gary's stories this season weren't as captivating as he has had in the past, I think. No. And I think I think he's at a good spot, <laughs> just over his little brother's Tucker. Yeah, as long as he's over his little brother, I think he's happy. Mm-hmm. I think the last three are going to be the hardest to decide. Because we've got Kiki, and, and season five has been a very... A very Kiki focused season. She's got she's had yeah. more stories this season than ever before, and without Frank, she really had to do her own thing. And I think she did. I thought she was pretty great this season. Yeah, she told the most stories this season. Uh, vacant lot, pretty good story. Yeah, unexpected visitor. It's got some good stuff. Jagged sign. It's all right, but she told stories. She came to the Midnight Society to do her thing. Yes. She represented. It was a very interesting comparison between that and Betty Ann, who really didn't get to shine this season as much, I think. She only got to tell two stories. And, I mean, honestly, we probably did them out of order, but they were at the beginning. She did Mystical Mirror and she did Chameleons, which I don't think are our favorite stories this season. They were good. They're not her best. But we didn't... I feel like Stig kind of just took away from Betty Ann. You know, we've seen all seasons Stig do something stupid and Betty Ann being like, hey, quit doing that shit. And I don't know. We just didn't get to have as much Betty Ann as I'd like. Yeah. Betty Ann's good. That's her thing. She's good. She knows she's good. We know she's good. But she didn't bring the goods as much as in past seasons. So that's why I think maybe for the first time, Betty Ann might take a second place trophy here. I agree. Yeah. And then we have and then we have Sam. And Sam told two stories this season. She told C7 and she told Night Shift. Which emblematic of this entire season is one fantastic episode and one that's okay. Yes. One that was a complete from start to finish like thrill ride that was fully fully thought out, had no plot holes or anything, versus C7, (laughs) which, honestly, wasn't bad, but could have been, just, no. if it had some sweet tweaks, it could have been a great episode, but it it didn't, so it it really wasn't. But she didn't have a bunch of stinkers, like she has had in seasons past, and on a personal level, she had a lot of, you know, storyline this season the whole gary and sam relationship came into its own and i guess at this point is settled on them being together Mm -hmm. yeah the story development was great sam's got a happy ending we could have said that with gary as well but i felt more it felt better to come out of sam's character development than gary's in my opinion because i mean they had the whole lava palooza thing but that was that was from Tucker. Tucker got those tickets. Gary didn't do it. And the whole night si- night shift situation, Gary was being a little baby about it, being like, she didn't want to talk to me. And then Sam had to be like, well, hold on there. Let's go sit by this campfire and enjoy each other's company. Yeah, definitely. 
But I think that's I think that's how I would rate them. Tucker, I'm sorry, Stig to Tucker to Gary to Kiki to Betty Ann to Sam this season. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Yeah, for the first time and the last time, spoilers, Brandon, Betty Ann is not number one. And that's okay, but Betty Ann overall is still the best. Yeah, Betty Ann's great. We all know. We have a very difficult task, though, I guess, Brandon, (laughs) is ranking the episodes of season five. Like we've said a few times now, there's really, really, really high highs, and then everything else is just kind of... It just kind of exists. I feel like in this season, the lowest ranking and the highest ranking are pretty easy choices for me. Okay. Everything in between is kind of a little more. Be the hard points. Yeah. Well, let's start at the let's start at the low end. Bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I'm gonna say and this probably isn't a shock to some people. Uh, the tale of the Manaha. Oh, is it? I'm shocked. Yeah. Here's what I like about the tale of the Manaha. Yeah. I like the scream. Yes, the scream is perfect. Yes. I like the... I mean, the the idea is solid. And I wanted a Bigfoot episode. And this is, this is as close as we've gotten to Bigfoot. So I like that. And I really, really, really disagree with the IMDb rating it has being so yeah. low. Right. Because this isn't the worst episode of the series by far. No, it's not. But it's probably my least favorite of the season. It's probably the episode that I would want to watch again the least amount, just because it's so odd. Um, there's a lot of characters. I don't know the names of most of them, and that bugs the crap out of me. And um, I don't know. I just It's not one I remembered growing up. It's not one I think that played very often, and it's not one that I care to watch again right now. Maybe in like ten years, I could, however, listen to that scream on loop. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I listened to that scream for hours <laughs> when you were making your your gif. Yes, yes. <laughs> it incredible. was just screams all day in my head. <sighs> I agree with you. I think Manaha was the worst of the season. Definitely not 3.1 or whatever in IMDb. No. I'd say probably like a 5 or something. But yeah, Manaha. Sure. Next, I would say, for me personally, it would be The Tale of the Jagged Sign. Yep, definitely. I'm, I'm going to say the next one, too, is probably going to be C7. C7, man. C7, I think I would agree with you there. I Okay. I mean, it's it's my fault in some ways, because C7 was an episode that I thought was going in a different direction, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It went, its, yeah. it went in its own direction. It told its story, but mostly... It told, like, two stories, actually. <laughs> well, it told one story, and then there was another story <laughs> off on the side <laughs> that we didn't get to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was much more interesting sounding, but oh, yeah, we got one. Definitely. We got. <laughs> That'd be number one on this list. <laughs> I feel the same way about Jagged Sign, uh, really. It's the first episode that we've got that was in like a retirement home setting. And um, there's a lot you could do with that setting and a lot that could be scary. I mean, we found out back in season three with uh, Madeline Kegel that old people are scary. Yeah, she's fucking creepy. But what we got was. Basically, a retelling of the frozen ghost, really, which is not a good, uh, not a good direction to go in. And also, Claudia is like the worst. So <laughs> she is, she is one of the most unlikable protagonists. <laughs> Especially when you when you pair her up next to to Kate. I mean, Hillary Hawkins did a great job as Kate. She was super likable, and then you had Claudia, yeah. who was just bitchy. Ugh. Just dragging her down. So after Jagged Sign and then C7, what would you say is the next worst episode? Or best? I would say this one's a tough one. It's between two episodes, and I cannot decide which ones. Okay. I'm thinking Unexpected Visitor and Prisoner's Prisoner's Past. Past. Yep, that's what I thought you were going to think. Okay. I would say that I liked... Despite what I thought as a child, I liked un- Unexpected Visitors a little bit more than Prisoner's Past. I was leaning towards Unexpected Visitor. 
I don't I don't know. Prisoner's Past was you know, I liked seeing the kid from Beethoven. He did a great job. And so did the the guy that played Scott. I don't can't remember his name. Like they did good jobs, but there's something about the overall story that I just didn't find interesting. Yeah, it's it's a pretty boring episode, honestly. And with Unexpected Visitor, I'm kind of disappointed in like how it ended mm-hmm. and the reveal of the aliens' motivations. But up until then, it was actually a really cool, almost predator oh, yeah. kind of thing that I really dug. So, yeah, I think... I think I would definitely, thinking about it, I would put Unexpected Visitor above Prisoner's Past. Yeah. The whole reveal at the end of Prisoner's Past with the dead body was cool, but that's like all the episode had. It had like two scenes and it was just filler, it felt like. With Unexpected Visitor, I mean, there was you could argue that there's also filler. Like, I mean, they walk in the woods like a hundred times, but the Nets were stupid, but it was like, you could tell it was an homage to Predator, and it was cool. And I loved the doorway in the woods. Like, what's creepier than finding, like, not not necessarily a metallic doorway, but just, like, a doorway or stairs in the woods out of nowhere? That's the creepiest shit. Yeah. And they really nailed that. So, yeah, that's, that's what I think. I think it'd be Prisoner's Past and then Unexpected Visitor. Yes. Okay. I'm in agreement with you there. I think next is Badge for me. Yeah. I'm going to say Badge. Badge is not one that I would probably watch again anytime soon. Um, the uh, I think I personally liked it a little more than the rest because it had that Halloween Town vibe, and I'm I'm a sucker for Halloween Town. <laughs> you do love Halloween Town. I, I know. It's my guilty pleasure, I think. I like Badge. I like the look of Badge, and I like the Badge Zone. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's what I like about that episode and i don't think we really need to talk anymore about it <laughs> no <laughs> those That's are the it. highlights hmm next up for me i think it would probably be door unlocked door unlocked i liked that justin seems like an insane person to anyone <laughs> else but the audience and i like yeah. to imagine from their perspective but overall and you know what sardo I believe this is his last role in the show, yeah? I don't know. I've personally never seen any more Sardo episodes in my life, but that doesn't mean he won't reappear in 6 or 7. Well, I'll tell you one thing right now. If any one of those fake Midnight Society members comes in and tries to (laughs) tell a Sardo episode, I'm fucking done. That's not allowed. (laughs) Okay, okay. But Sardo's great. In Doran Locked. I think so too. I like Sardo a lot. I feel like in the beginning, I may have been like, yeah, you know, Sardo's good, but, you know, I don't see what all the fuss is about, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Like, I liked him. I always liked him. But I think maybe I was like, why does this guy keep coming back, but not, yeah. you know, Sean or whatever? Uh huh. Yeah. But I really like Sardo. I really like him a lot. I do too. He's great. He's really good in this episode. I like it when he helps the kids. Um, although I, I will say, like, my favorite appearance I think of him is in Super Specs because he's just so silly in it. But I think this one is a close second for me. It's very good. Uh, overall, I think Door Unlocked had a lot of funny moments in it. I mean, watching Justin run across the tabletop and smashing everybody's lunch was great. And the whole, you know, telling mom who flushed the corn cob down the toilet, that's insane. And I loved it. The doors, though, the doors themselves are just such a silly, such a silly thing. I agree. I think maybe next I would put Vacant Lot. Yeah. I I had a really good time with Vacant Lot. Vacant Lot has the mood swings. The mood swings are so good. They're so good. See, we're getting we're getting into the part of these rankings where the episodes are pretty much the same in my mind. So it's very tiny differences that puts one over the other. Mm -hmm. Yes. The mood swings are great. I had a lot of fun talking about the episode with you. Yeah. And Marie's great too. She is. 
I don't really, I could see me enjoying that episode later. And I would say, honestly, it's probably one of my favorite Kiki episodes, even if it doesn't really feel like it should have been Kiki's. I feel like it would have been more of a Betty Ann tale, but even so, like one of my favorite Kiki stories. I want to hear a Blasters song. Me too. Apparently it's real. Oh. Yeah. Apparently the Blasters are a real thing. Okay. (laughs) Are they on YouTube with ads? I hope so. That's the only way I listen to my music. (laughs) Gotta support them. Blasters and Popeyes. (laughs) Yeah, I'll go with Vacant Lot next. Um, After that, it's really hard. It's tough. After that, I think I would go with Mystical Mirror. Okay. Mystical Mirror has maybe the creepiest villain. She's creepy. She's creepy like she's not a monster. She's not just like, hey, I'm a fucking vampire. She's just a creep. She's just an immortal woman. But it's not even that part. It's the part where she's like, oh, my beauties. She's Mm, creepy. My beauties. Yeah. (laughs) She's a nightmare. And she doesn't like she doesn't like dogs. She's a cat person. The episode is silly, but I think I had more fun talking about this episode with you than oh, yes. a lot of episodes. Yeah. We got done recording that, and I was just laughing about the whole Muppet Baby situation. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was great. <laughs> I agree. Mystical Mirror was, and it was, you know what, it was nice seeing Laura Bertram again, too. She's great. Yeah, I liked her a lot more in this role. It's because she wasn't a nerd. Talking about reading She wasn't just a bland. Encyclopedia. Yeah. Nothing. I will say, though, this episode could have used more Beth. You know, if it had Beth Every episode could have used more Beth. (laughs) Beth should have been, you know, on the Vink Sardo level. Yeah. It's just Beth. Just a teenage girl, just there again. <laughs> just being a real bitch for no reason. So funny, yes. I would, oh. Uh, if I could remake Are You Afraid of the Dark, I'd put Beth in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would work in every episode. Are you afraid of the Beth? <laughs> <laughs> so that leaves us to our top four. We got Chameleons, Station 109.1. Dead Man's Flow and Night Shift. Okay, here's where I think I'd put Chameleons. I agree. This episode has the actors as its greatest strength. Yeah. It's got goddamn Tia and Tamara Maori. It's got Samantha Chimerica. It's got mm-hmm. Lionel Richie. It, yeah, and it's got it's got that nurse from uh, Shiny Red Bicycle in there, too. Like, every member of the cast, aside from that red-haired kid, has either been in the show before or is Tia and Tamara Maori. <laughs> yeah so superstars this episode exactly yeah and it's got a goddamn real dark ending so dark yeah like not only does the main character essentially die but also lizards are taking over the world (laughs) yeah everyone's gonna die Mm mm-hmm everybody's gonna get chucked down that well t is dead and you're next that's the moral of that story so if Chameleons is number four, then I think Station 109.1 is number three. Absolutely. Super solid episode. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried's in it, and he screams. <laughs> yeah, Gilbert Gottfried does the Gilbert Gottfried thing, and it's fantastic. It is. It's a very reminiscent of of Beetlejuice kind of episode with the whole like waiting room for people to like pass on or whatever. And it's got Ryan Gosling in it in his first role, which is awesome. And um, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, the main character, Chris, I like that he learns like a lesson about how, you know, dying is stupid and not to <laughs> not to enjoy it. Yeah. Be afraid of death, kid. Yeah. Like everyone else. Exactly. And then, of course, that twist ending where he lets the grasshopper out of that jar. That was pretty great. Gilbert Gottfried is the the reason this episode is so high. It's true. Yeah. He was awesome. He was funny. And I don't really feel like I need a reason to see more Gilbert Gottfried. You know, I just want to. All right. Number two. You want to. It's Dead Man's Float. (laughs) Yeah. No surprise. (laughs) There's no surprise that we would pick the night shift 
as our favorite episode of the season. And it's so well-deserved. Tale of the Night Shift is a masterpiece. So good. It's Honestly, Brandon, I'm going to say it's my favorite episode that we've watched so far. I might, I might be with you there. It was so good. Um, Like I've talked about before, it's start to finish. The story starts out right away. You're in the hospital. Creepy setting. You, you know, uh, Felix fucked up and now there's a big water pump in here. Uh-oh. So he goes and checks on it and it's a goddamn vampire. And that's in the first, like, what, five minutes? Something like that? Yeah. Like, you a know what happens. you're getting. So it is good. a dense episode. The vampire being veiled as Margot was just perfect. She's creepy, but yet has that unassuming and and cute exterior it was good i liked i can't think of anything that i didn't like from that episode except for maybe colin in the beginning kind of sucked yeah but i think i think he was supposed to be sucky i think so too he's supposed to be this person that like amanda didn't want to spend her time with because she's so busy and you know he's a little bit of an asshole forced to spend time with him and you know what he's okay he's all right we got some amazing visual effects when Margot walked forward and it focused on her eyes and then that her whole face shifted to the the vampire. That was awesome. And and of course we had the flaming finale. <laughs> you know? It was great. Start to finish, I think it's probably my favorite episode. It is a great episode. Definitely the best episode of season five. Yeah. And then we have Dead Man's Float, which was probably my favorite episode growing up because I'm a sucker for zombies. I love zombies. And we haven't even gotten a zombie episode this this whole 65 run of the show that we had. We didn't have... I mean, I guess, you know, Water Demons is kind of zombies, but we haven't had any specific kind zombies. And, and, and this episode gave us, like, the goriest children's zombie that we could have. Yeah, and the creature is the highlight of this episode. Mm-hmm. Everything else is just kind of kind of boring, I would say. I mean, it, watching it again, right. it's it's just creepy in a, especially if you're scared of the water. If you've seen jaws before, drowning is scary. Yeah, I know. I think about it every time I swim. I know that's a hot take, but just going to say I think everybody would agree. Drowning, not a fan. No, I wouldn't want to drown. And this episode really plays on that fear and to great success. It's a nice homage to Poltergeist and Jaws, a bit of Psycho. It's got a lot of movies in there, and it all does it really well. It just doesn't pick up quite as quickly as Night Shift did. I think that's a solid ranking, though. You know, yeah. in our, in my opinion, we did great. <laughs> Pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, we're awesome. <sighs> From Manaha to Night Shift, that's season five. Yeah. If I told you you gotta watch one episode of season five, it'd be Night Shift. Yeah. So good. So that's a wrap on season five, and that's a wrap on Are You Afraid of the Dark? Next, Uh, it's Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I'm using air quotes here. Okay. I love how um, judgmental you already are, (laughs) even though you've never seen this. Like, you haven't, you have extra never seen this, because I remember you saying one time in Old Man Corcoran that you think you might have caught a little bit of it, you know, in the background noise. You don't even have that to fall back on, Brandon. No, I've got nothing. But I'm going to go into it with an open mind, just like I have all these episodes and all these seasons. I'm excited for season six and seven. I've heard people shit talk them and I get it. It's not the same and that's okay, but I'm excited to find the good in it because there's good in every episode. We might complain about hungry hounds all the time. There's still good stuff in it though. Like the music. I mean, we talk about hungry hounds more than any other episode. So yeah, it did something. something. (laughs) I'm excited to find out what is good about every episode in season six and seven. I've already hinted at this, Brandon. There's there's some people in the Midnight Society you're not going to see again. Do you think anybody's going to return, though? I think if anyone would make any kind of cameo, it would be Gary. Okay. I mean, he started this whole thing. He's the leader. Yeah. Maybe Eric comes back. Yeah, Eric comes back, and he's like, guys... It's a parallel universe where Eric kicked out everybody from the Midnight Society and he had to get a whole new group of friends. I voted you out. I voted you out. My one vote. 
He's the supreme dictator of the Midnight Society in his dimension. <laughs> God damn it, Eric. Well, do you want to know what the next episode's called? I'm ready. Are you? All right. What's episode one? Season six, episode one. Is it one. Vampire Town? It's not Vampire Town. Damn it. It's okay. called The Tale of the Forever Game. All right. I'm stumped. I don't know what that is. I was sitting here like, oh, what's it going to be? What's it going to be about? But I don't know. Forever game? <laughs> the forever Who's game. telling this? I think it's just a game of Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> that game takes forever. <laughs> it's just a family sitting around a Monopoly board and they're playing it and playing it for fucking ever. Okay, this is going to be some kind of Jumanji where someone gets sucked into the game. It could be that, yeah. That would be alright. I wouldn't mind I'd be okay with that. fake Jumanji. I- I love Jumanji, and I feel yeah, like you love Jumanji. Jumanji's <laughs> one of my favorite movies. I think it's probably going to be that, yeah. <laughs> and I hope Jumanji. David Allen Greer's in it. That'd be great. <sighs> what a ride, Brandon. Two more seasons done, or two more seasons left, and we're we're done. Next week we start season six, but for now, Brandon, I've been up all night. I'm going to go too. take a nap. I'm going to go sleep away all of the past five seasons and get into the real Are You Afraid of the Dark? Not in air quotes. Yeah, this is the good stuff now. <laughs> the uh, stuff that kids remember. Gary shit. Do you think that they're going to mention Zebo Club. Uh, honestly, I feel like in the context of this being some kind of reboot or return or, you know, starting the whole thing up again, they're going to want to make hints or callbacks to the things that people like so i feel like they're gonna mention these things somehow but i don't know i'm not gonna like it (laughs) but again open open mind mind. i'm just gonna hate it yeah (laughs) okay i'm gonna keep an open mind while also hating it instantly next week brandon we will experience this for the first time together and i cannot wait All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.